Today on the Nerd Outcast podcast, we talk about Animal Crossing. comforting Nintendo series, Animal Crossing, which just recently had a new release, Animal Crossing New Horizons. And um, yeah, this is a, this should be a fun discussion. Uh, as is always the case, I brought on a few experts who feel they can speak with some authority about this given topic. My first expert, he has been on the podcast many times before. He is a Nintendo fan through and through. What is your name, sir? Christian Masonic. Welcome back, Christian. How are you doing? Well, it's weird times, Chris. It, it I'm is. Doing my best. <laughs> yes, we we are podcasting amidst the pandemic, which may be the perfect time to talk about Animal Crossing. Maybe I think it very much is. This it, this virus didn't work out for very many people, but it worked out well for Animal Crossing and everybody's dogs. Uh, because we're all at home and we all need to just you know have a good time. Um, so you've been on the show before, Christian, but I'm just going to throw a few questions out to you. Um, sure. we obviously you're an animal crossing fan, but kind of what mm-hmm. I kind of want to know is, uh, what are two of your top five Nintendo games? Two of my top five. Okay. So just, okay. So just my top two, the, the other three will remain a mystery. Of the That's top fair. Five. That's fair. Okay. We may not even know if it's number one and two, it could be three and That's four. Right. Or three this, and all right. I'm going to hit you with two and four. Um, no, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Metroid Prime, uh, and, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, I think are the two I'm going to go with. And they're probably one and two. Okay, great. Um, uh, you were on our Metroid Prime podcast, which was a great discussion. Go listen to that. It was. It's Uh, a fantastic game. Can't wait for four to come out in 2025. Well, you, you, between, (laughs) between Animal Crossing and, aren't you playing a lot of Fire Emblem right now? Are you still working through Fire Emblem? I, I went through it all before. I'm planning on, once I get enough Animal Crossing out of my system, going back in, choosing another house, and starting it all over again. It's a fantastic game. Awesome. Um, cool. Uh, and then... If you had to describe Animal Crossing in just one word, like just one adjective, one one simple whatever, how would you describe it? Um, peaceful. Peaceful. Okay, all right. I will accept that. Thank um, you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I didn't want to have to come up with another one. No worries, no worries. Awesome. Well, hold on to your thoughts. We're going to jump into this discussion really soon. Uh, my next guest is new to the show, which is always exciting. He is also, I think, I could be wrong, a Nintendo fan, but he is an Animal Crossing fan. Uh, what is your name, my friend? Justin Harner. Hello, Justin. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Very good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It was a great invitation. Yeah, it's a really, you know, like, I feel really strange asking everyone how they're doing, because it's just a weird time, guys. It's just a weird time. <laughs> you know, I would say it's it's blissfully sane for those of us who want to sit at home and play video games. Right, so. right. <laughs> um, so, Justin, I'm going to hit you with the exact same questions. Um, what are two of your top five Nintendo games? Oh my gosh! I know that's a that's a tough one to throw on me. Um, I would say Under the Gun, um, 
Zelda, A Link to the Past has to. That's probably a common answer for anybody, I think. Um, and also, I would say um, Yoshi's Story. Oh. I spent so much time on that. That For some reason, that one has stuck with me. The, the 64 one? Um, I'm going to say the, no, the Super Nintendo one. Oh, Yoshi's I, Island. Okay. Island. Oh. Yoshi's Island. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Story and Island. Those, that's a difference. Talk about a, talk about another peaceful game. That's, that is also like, I find I that game. I don't know. The sounds of babies crying still like puts me on edge. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. That is very fair. <laughs> um, awesome. Uh, so, and then same thing to you, <laughs> same thing to you. Uh, do you, what is, what is like, how would you define uh, Animal Crossing with one word? Uh, quirky. Quirky. Those are yeah. both very comforting and quirky. Uh, I feel very That's it. appropriate Nintendo descriptions. <laughs> um Awesome, friends. Well, let's jump right into this. So I'm going to be your outcast because I have never played an Animal Crossing game. Uh, and how it is, is ex- it's exciting. I'd love to be... How is that possible? Is that what you just said? Yeah. <laughs> You're such a Nintendo guy. I'm, I'm I surprised know. This... I know. I love being a Nintendo guy and like being the outcast because usually that just never happens. Um, but I know nothing about Animal Crossing. I've never played it. I have so many weird questions for the two of you. Uh, oh, and I hope you can kind of enlighten me to this discussion. Um, let's throw down just a few quick facts. Um, apparently, Animal Crossing is kind of a big deal. It has representation in Smash Brothers. It's in Mario Kart, which is crazy to me. Like, those are honored spots. Like, nobody, not anybody gets into those franchises very easily, but Animal Crossing did. Um, and it just looks like a weird little... It looks like a weird little Sims game to me, like Nintendo doing Sims before Sims was a thing almost. Um, I remember seeing it back in the day. I never really got into it just because I didn't. Um, but I know it's developed by Nintendo EAD, uh, which is one of the big... It's it's the big developer, actually, I believe, right? Yeah. They're, right. Yeah, they yeah. do Mario, they do Zelda. Yep. Yeah, yeah, R- R&D4. Um, another big one that I kind of associate Animal Crossing with that kind of launched roughly you know contemporaneously is pikmin um and pikmin freaking love i love pikmin um so yeah animal crossing is is just one of those things i missed um so let's talk about it christian you you had a little bit of insight into the game or at least into you 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 said the game was not a gamecube game correct well, so, I mean, as we all, you know, us in America, we played it for the first time on GameCube. I certainly did. But it originated in Japan. It was a Nintendo 64 game. Uh, I think it was released towards the end of the Nintendo 64 era. And, you know, they didn't, not a lot of people played it, and they already knew they were kind of shifting to GameCube. So rather than port it to um, America, they kind of, they, you know, improved the graphics, added some new features, and then brought it over to the GameCube. And it was a, a fairly early title on the GameCube here. But uh, in Japan, they'd already been playing it for a few years on N64. It was an early title as far as, like, where, like, it was early in the GameCube's life, you mean? Yeah, I think it was, might have been a year in. It was, I don't think it was a launch title, but it was, um, yeah, definitely came out before, I think. I certainly played it before I played Wind Waker, before I played Sunshine and all those. Christian, just a uh, quick follow-up. Did you did you start the series with the GameCube version? 
Yeah, that was actually the very first game I got on GameCube. It was why I made the jump and finally bought a GameCube was I wanted to play Animal Crossing. Uh, oh my God, hold that thought. Just hold that thought. <laughs> um, uh, that's huge. Yeah, yeah that's huge. <laughs> um, Justin, what about you? Did you start with the GameCube game? Uh, yes, yes, t- by, by having the first one. But I certainly was uh, by it release night, got Luigi's Mansion at midnight and played the hell out of that for like, you know, a week straight. However, Animal Crossing came a year later. Yeah. Okay. All right. I sorry. I need to. I need to go back real quick, Christian. Sure. I'm so sorry. You, but, but you're like, I know you're a Metroid fan, and mm-hmm. like I know you're an Ogre Battle Tactics Ogre fan. Um. So like, what, like, what was it that drew? And then this is a fo- question to you too, Justin. Like, what, what drew you two to this game? Like, it just seems so. Yeah, I don't know. What drew you to it? So as you may recall, uh, one quirky little thing I'm a fan of is Harvest Moon 64. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, uh, that's my, um, that, you know, it's not the best game on the Nintendo 64, obviously. It's my personal favorite game on the Nintendo 64. It's the game I played the most. For whatever reason, at that age, 12 years old, um, or I was probably even less than that when that game came out. Um, I was obsessed with that. I loved the, you know, so many games that I had played and so many games in general, they chart a course for you. You go, you do this, then you do that, then you do this. And there's not a lot of room for your own, especially back then. There's not a lot of, there wasn't a lot of room for your own creativity or ingenuity or making the game your own. And when I discovered that in Harvest Moon, I loved that. So when GameCube came out, that was what I was looking for. And there wasn't a Harvest Moon game for uh, GameCube, there eventually would be, but there wasn't yet. And Animal Crossing seemed to have a lot of that spirit of Harvest Moon. You could play the game you want the way you want to play it. You could spend your time fishing or gathering fruit or meeting villagers, socializing, having holidays and festivals. I liked that it reminded me enough of uh, Harvest Moon that I thought, okay, this is going to be the successor to that in my life. And that was enough to make me final. I was in high school at the time, uh, uh, this game came out. I think I was a freshman. So video games wasn't my focus. I was trying to be cool and date girls. And so I had kind of taken a backseat to games and I didn't rush out and get a GameCube, especially because their launch games were like Luigi's Mansion. Like it wasn't, they didn't come out strong with the Mario and Zelda, but mm-hmm. this game seemed to be everything I was looking for. And it was enough that I bought the GameCube and Animal Crossing the same day. God, uh, Justin, what about you? Like, uh, like just ex- kind of examining your taste as a, a gamer, like what kind of drew you to Animal Crossing, at least the first yeah, one? Yeah, this this one's an outlier for sure, for sure. Um, I, I would say that I remember it, it's kind of, it's hard to have this concept of what it was at the time, but there was this buzz about a game where you could have your own house you could have friends who lived in the same town as you. You could build things and, and well, you can build things, but you could collect things and put them in your house and customize it and and play your own music in your own house. This was a like kind of like a foreign thing at the time. It sounded like such a cool place to hang out in, with friends, not really understanding what the full concept was. But I remember that was the buzz. Um, and I was immediately turned on where I was like, I want to, I need to know what this thing is. It's weird. Yeah. Like, it's so interesting that you say that. Like, I, I mean, this is before the Sims. 
Uh, it's just after. So Sims oh, it is after. Right after. The original yeah. Sims. And then, and, and I kind of think it is Harvest Moon meets The Sims. It's a little bit of both. Okay. But yeah, so it's a, about a year after The Sims. It feels like a a game ahead of its time. Like yeah. this, this genre, I feel, is far more prevalent and acceptable now especially with just like phones and people kind of just wanting mm-hmm. like little tasks and little fun tasks to kill to kill time right. or however you want to look at it um so so is animal crossing that like is it kind of like a just a fun time killer or is that kind of doing it a disservice i would say that's a little reductive i mean it can be i mean you can certainly play it that way and i think that's what the jump to mobile really served it because you know gamecube that's a game you sit down on your couch and you play at the tv and you know a lot of times you you're you're there expecting to play for a few hours and there isn't always once you really get in the swing of things there's not always that much to do in a given day but i mean it can get really i mean there's a lot there i mean and it's not the same a lot of mobile games you go on there's a gameplay loop where you do the same kind of 15 minute intervals of things and then you're kind of done because you can play the game in so many different ways, you can focus on fishing, you can focus on bug catching, you could worry about building new buildings or meeting friends or, I mean, there's all these different ways. You can explore other islands, you can go to your friend's island. I mean, there's all those kind of aspects to it that I think it can be, I mean, I got I got New Horizons on uh, Friday when it came out and it's pretty much all I've been doing. So, I mean, it really has, it can be bite-sized if that's how you want to play, but it it doesn't have to be in the way that a lot of, I think, mobile games, social media type games kind of have to be bite-sized. It's sort of baked into their DNA. Do you feel the series as a whole is is designed to like kind of jump in and out quickly or to just sit down and just kind of explore around for a long while? Oh, I, if I can jump in here, I, mm-hmm. I think the beauty of it is that you can put 0% into it and get something out of it, or you can put 100% into it and play, do nothing but play the new one since Friday and build your own world. It's like, it can be rewarding either way. <laughs> That's kind of the beauty of it. What? This, this game is so weird to me. It's so strange to yeah, me. Yeah, and that way, it's almost like Smash Brothers, where it's like, Smash Brothers, if you know nothing about how the game works and you don't know the moves, and you don't want to figure it out, you're just there for a good time, you can play Smash Brothers, and you'll, you'll <laughs> yeah. win some matches. Uh, and you, you, know, you can gather with a group of people who are all like that, and you'll have a blast. Or you can really learn the technical nuance of the game and get to this and experience this whole other thing. Mario games are the same way. Anybody can just jump and make it to the flag, or you can learn the secrets, and you can worry about coin collecting and speedruns. It's that kind of thing. It can be it can be a passive casual game or it can be a hardcore game in in its way. And I think that's what Nintendo's so good at. Yeah, I mean I'm not I I, I really don't know anything about Animal Crossing and as somebody <laughs> who who poo pooed I didn't poo poo Pikmin for a long time. I just I just didn't I just refused to not understand Pikmin, you know. Um but when I finally did try Pikmin, I was like, oh, this is really brilliant. This is really a cool, it's like, it's like a Pixar strategy game. Like that's kind of mm-hmm. what it is. You know, yeah. it's, it's so much fun. Um, especially Pikmin three. Uh, so yeah, I've known of animal crossing for a long time and obviously I know it sells very well and I'm, I've got some more specific questions about that, but, um, I'm kind of curious, what do you think, 
like from the experiences you've described thus far, is is that what you two think draws people to the game and why it does so well generally? I think so. Yeah. And I definitely think as, you know, as technology has, cause you know, the first game is probably my guess. I haven't looked up the sales. My guess is the first game sold the worst. I think that mm. it's a game that has become, it's sort of reached its massive popularity. I think only semi recently, I think new leaf was the first one that was like a yeah. huge hit. And then this is, I think, poised to be maybe even a bigger one. Um, so I think the advent of internet and Wi-Fi and social media and, you know, being able to easily go to people's islands and towns rather than, you know, I'll bring my GameCube over and we'll connect my GameCube to your GameCube and that's how we can visit each other's towns. So I do think that the social aspect of it has made it better and has made it easier and more... Um, you know, gotten more fans to it. Um, so I do think that is a big part of it. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I think, you know, I think you can play it. I think there's a lot of people who take solace in just doing it by themselves, not involving anybody else, and just having, you know, building your own private little world, like The Sims, like building your own house in The Sims and controlling that life for a little while and maybe taking a break from the life outside your window. Mm -hmm. I think you're you're nailing it with the with the connection aspect. I mean, it's it's billed weirdly as a a social connection game, and I don't know what that means. You know, since you can you can build whatever you want out of that. You know, some people love it just because animals are cute, and you have little people who are animal people. Isn't that cute? That's like you know why some people check into it. But the the first the first game on the GameCube already had the connectivity to your uh, I think it was like Game Boy Advance at the time. Oh, yeah, you could visit yeah. an island through that. You could design items through that. I remember doing that a shit ton. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> That's so cool. The connectivity is really that's really interesting to me, especially during the GameCube era, um, just because that wasn't, you know, as prevalent as it is now. Uh, so let's kind of jump into the specifics about Animal Crossing. Like, here's what I know. Like, I hear. Like, I, I, I don't know what the story of the game is. I really don't. Like, you're just someone, like, building a, you know, like, a town. But I hear, like, Tom Nook is, like, the most devious villain in all of video game history. Like, what? <laughs> what? What is this world? And, like, what is kind of the goal of each game? Is there a way to beat the game? Like, is there a story? Like, what? what is what is it? Like, give, give me this info. What is What is this? So there's no real way to beat it. I think okay. it's designed to be a game that you can play forever. I, I imagine at a certain point you will run out of things to do. But I've played a lot of Animal Crossing, and I, I've never gotten to that point myself. Um, basically, they're all, I mean, they differ somewhat. And to say that there's a story is generous, uh, <laughs> which is probably the true, true for a lot of <laughs> Nintendo games. But in, in, in all of them, whether you're arriving on an island or in a town or whatever, you arrive to this new, new town. Tom Nook is uh, a, a friendly uh, raccoon friend, uh, but he, you know, is the uh, sort of the oligarch of these, of these different places. Uh, he's like, oh, great. Welcome to town. Here's a house. Move on in. And you're like, great. How exciting. And so you move into your house and you're so excited. He's like, great. So that'll be $100,000. And you're like, I have $0. And he's like, no problem. You can work it off for me. So it's a game about indentured servitude. And whenever you do slowly work off all that debt, 
He's like, great, you, you worked off your debt. I'm gonna reward you with a brand new, bigger house. And you're like, hooray. And then you move into your new house and he's like, great, that'll be a million dollars. And I was like, oh, I don't have any money. I just gave it all to you. And he's like, no problem. You can work it off for me. So it's that, it's just cycles of that is sort of the main thing. And then there's side things you can do outside of it. He really, he really sounds like a nice villain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he really is. <laughs> it, it's really built such a great meme community of, I mean, obviously, Chris, you know his reputation as yes. a terrible villain, and it's it's not really true. It's not, I mean, it's all subtext if you want to build it, right. you know, into right. the existing game. That's not what it is at all. I, I read a, a great tweet, I feel like this week, um, that was saying that the game plays upon every millennial's dream which is to have a house with a yard and a mortgage and have some friends. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, is it now, now is Tom Nook in every game? Is he kind of always the... Yeah, he's in, he's in all of them. Most okay. of the characters appear in all of them. Oh, nice. Um, so just kind of like spreading out from him, um, are there other characters like you mentioned KK Slider mm-hmm. uh Justin are there other kind of big name characters that reoccur throughout the series um or that like I know Isabel because of Smash Brothers um god she's really frustrating to fight against um <laughs> uh are there other characters like you'd love to give a shout out to or discuss here uh real quickly there's there's Blathers the owl right mm-hmm. we'll do that he runs, he, he the, runs museum. the museum usually yeah yeah, yeah. Um, there's there's two sisters, Mabel and who's who's the other one? Uh, Abel? No, that's her last Ma- name. Mabel yeah. and I don't remember. They're hedgehogs. Uh, <laughs> that's and all they, we need to know. About yeah, they sell you clothes. <laughs> um, definitely got to give a shout out to Mr. Resetti. Uh, so he, I don't know that he's in this new one. I haven't seen him yet. Mr. Resetti is perhaps the most genius thing about the original Animal Crossing. So he's a groundhog or a mole or something and if ever you make them you know how you've probably done this a million times if you make a mistake in a game uh you just reset so that doesn't a game that kind of saves automatically you reset so that you can go back and not undo what you did yeah uh every time you do that in animal crossing when you start the game back up it works it won't save it but mr resetty pops out of the ground and screams at you for having reset the game. How that's cheating, that's not what you're supposed to do, and it gets worse and worse and worse. Like, he'll do, and he'll do stuff that he's like, just for that, I'm going to completely break your game, and then the screen will go black, and then he'll pop back up. He's like, I was just kidding, but I need you to get how serious this is. Like, it's, and he just, every time you do it, he gets more and more irate, and it's hilarious. Um, So he's pretty cool. Uh, there, definitely got to shout him out. There's a really strange bureaucracy going on in these games <laughs> that is hidden under this like really cutesy veil of like Sesame Street characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is self-aware. That and that was weird too for 2002 to have a, a game that's self-aware like that. You never had anybody calling you out for physically resetting the system you were using. You yeah. <laughs> um, so is it? So does so? I th- uh, I think we mentioned this, but does each game start the same way, where like kind of Tom Nook establishes where you are, and 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 he he is who you're working for? Is that correct? Yeah, usually. Yeah, pretty much all okay. the ones I can think of. Okay. Um, in New Leaf, you're the mayor. 
So that's okay. technically a little different, but you're still kind of working for, for you know, Tom Nook. <laughs> So, Justin, walk me through like a typical Animal Crossing day or like a typical, like if I sat down and played the game for like, a you know, mm-hmm. an hour or so, like what, mm-hmm. what's going to happen? Sure. It's, um, um, there's, there's kind of been, I don't know if it's a kind of a term for it is the, the island rotation because it, it's always a circular town or patch of land you have. Um, so usually often once you've gotten far enough in this game, you're choosing to do, you know, like a clockwise rotation around your Island hmm. where you are, you are picking up, you know, seashells by the shore. Um, you're pulling weeds, maybe you're cutting down trees, you're catching bugs, you're catching fishes, whatever you want to do. You do that in a rotation because they all reset by the time you go around to the same perspective again. Oh, you I mean think, like you mean I like think, the land is like literally rotating? Is that correct? Is that is that that kind of that too? Yes, yeah. The perspective the perspective okay. is on a on a uh, like a three sixty rotation. Yeah, not yeah, a full a... not a full like planet by itself. Right. Um, but it's it's a contained area of land. Um, that's like that. Okay. Yeah. So you go like your day consists of just kind of like going around and just doing things around the town. Right. And you may have specific goals like, you know, today, oh, I wanted to get I need to get, you know, 10 more pieces of wood so they can build this whatever thing. Or if you don't have any specific goals for that day, you're just you're just seeing what's going on, seeing if, you know, any new fruit trees have planted, any new villagers have moved in. You know, you can talk to villagers. They might give you little favors to do for them. And if you do them, they'll reward you with things, etc. You're looking for stuff to sell at all times. Okay. There's a there's random events, you know, like um, just this weekend I came upon what appeared to be a dead seagull laying on the beach. And I talked to him enough times. Gulliver, he's another recurring one. Yeah, and then I I helped him out find some radio parts so his buddies could <laughs> bring him back home wherever he goes. <laughs> and and the calendar matches the calendar. So when it's Christmas in in the real world, it's Christmas in Animal Crossing. Oh, so cool. Christmas will happen there, and so you can. In the summer, it's summer, and so summer events are going on. Some you you're able to catch summer fish, and you're able to do you know fireworks and things like that. And then in the winter, the whole world is blanketed in snow, and you're able to do snow type things. And it's hmm. that when it's seven a.m. in real world, it's seven a.m. there. Stores are open from certain times, so in the middle of the night, there's less to do. But maybe you'll see a ghost, or I saw a ghost this weekend. So huh. and there's all sorts of weird stuff going on. So let me, oh, were you about to say something, Justin? Yes. Oh, such good ears. How'd you hear me? That was just like a little intake of breath, like tiny. Um, What I was about to say is how weird it is because based on that that real-timeness of it, um, you start to build your own life around it. I remember this especially as a kid Mm -hmm. where it was like, before school, I have to get on at 7 a.m., 
to do my rotation, find my new things. Um, the store opens at eight and I can sell those things and then I can go to school and do the evening activities later. So you don't have to do that, but it, it kind of does, especially right now when we're all indoors and isolated totally, completely. Um, it's kind of a nice routine to have. Why not? Yeah. yeah, this this really seems like the perfect game for this self isolation quarantine that is going Definitely. on. Yeah, uh, which is strangely funny to me. Um, let's see here. So I'm just gonna read this list off. We've got Animal Crossing, the original game, uh, Wild World, which I do not remember uh, releasing. Um, That's for DS, I think. I think so, yeah. And then City Folk, I remember New Leaf. I was really, really pushed. Uh, Happy Home Designer, uh, New Leaf, Welcome Amiibo, Pocket Camp, and then, of course, New Horizons, which released um, just a few days ago. So, two questions. How how do the games differ from one another? Um and which one do you which one do you think is the best? Uh, obviously, so, New Horizons is pretty new, so right. you know. I mean, it's sort of taking a Happy Home Designer and the Amiibo one out because those aren't really true; those are kind of spinoffs, like okay. Link's Crossbow Training. Okay. Uh, I would say, yeah. So the first one is the first one, and that's just kind of basically set up the 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 system. Wild World, I didn't play myself, so I don't know anything about Wild World. City Folk is probably the worst. Uh, they tried to introduce, like, it's basically the same game, but also you can go to the city, and the city oh. has, like, four things to do there, and there's no reason to go to the city all that much, so it's basically the, the first game again. That's for Wii, and it's I barely played that one. That wasn't all that interesting. Uh, New Leaf introduced the aspect. That's for the 3DS. That's probably been the best one so far, in my opinion. Uh, that one, you're the mayor, so that kind of introduced a lot more design aspects to it. Hmm. In the original one, you weren't really choosing the businesses that were moving in. Tom Nook wasn't going up to you and saying, hey, we need to build a museum now. The museum was already there. Um, so this one allowed you to like gather the materials and decide, okay, next we're going to build this, and here's where we're going to put it. And that had a lot more kind of city planning aspect to it, which was really cool. Um, and really introduced the because of now we had Wi-Fi and stuff that really introduced that aspect of it pretty easily. Mm -hmm. And then this one introduces the deserted island thing. Um, so I would say New Leaf is the best so far, but New Horizons certainly has the potential, I think, to be the okay. best. Um, Chris, I'm, I'm so glad you brought those up because you made me realize I'd played more of them than I even knew because I, <laughs> I pulled out. I can't remember the last time I played my 3DS. So I pulled it out and I mm. saw that I actually I had that happy home designer knockoff because I found it for like five dollars at yeah. GameStop or yeah. something yeah. Um, and, and New Leaf. I do remember having New Leaf. Um, I had not played them since 2015. And I knew that because my towns were full of weeds and the citizens were telling me, oh, my God, we're living in this junk heap. Where have you been? What's been going on? <laughs> so you Chris. saved my town. Thank you, Chris. You saved my town. No, no problem. Um, Justin, same questions to you. Like, how how do these games differ? You know, is there one that you think is the best? Is there one that you think is the worst? And if so, Why? Yes, I I agree that you can totally you know throw away those spinoffs. They're mm -hmm. they're 
they're they're really nothing. They're just like one single aspect of what the core games are, which I would say is Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing New Leaf, and Animal Crossing New Horizons. Those are those are the the core game, and not much really changes with it. And it's just um, again, it's it's hard to conceive over a twenty year franchise that really hasn't changed the formula at, at all. I mean, they've had some spinoffs, yeah. but but really they have not changed that formula in any way at all. So I would absolutely agree about New Leaf on the 3DS just because of the sheer aspect that you had to wait 10 years, almost 10 years from the first game to get another one. And now it's, I guess it's almost been 10 years again for us to get another core game. Mm-hmm. It's hard to believe. It feels like you leave just few... came out, but yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. I was so surprised. You they know, really don't introduce much new things, but it's worthwhile. I'd now. love to, I'd love to piggyback off of something you said, Justin. You mentioned, um, you both kind of allude to that the, the games don't really rock the boat too much. Like they kind of mm-hmm. really are pretty similar, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we've seen this with, Zelda, like, you know, we had Ocarina of Time, and then every Zelda was a little too much like Ocarina of Time, you know, like Twilight Princess, Wind Waker, Skyward Sword, until they, like, really reinvented that ball with Breath of the Wild. Um, So why why is it okay for Animal Crossing to kind of stay the same and other franchises need to reinvent themselves? Like, what... Like what? What? Yeah. Like, why is that okay? And like, if the games are so similar, why? Why do you jump back in? You know, like how? Like, have you ever played a game of Animal Crossing and been like, "Oh, I've played this. I'm good." Like, you know, th- I know I'm asking like a three forty, you know, a forty part question here, <laughs> but you know what I'm trying to say? Does that make sure. sense? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Um, I heard this comparison recently. Uh, why do Why do people who cross stitch make all these same designs over and over again. Don't they get bored after once? And they're like, uh, I've done a cross stitch before. I won't do it again. It's, it's really been compared to, you know, like the, the video game version of cross stitching, <laughs> huh. which may apply a bit to kind of like harvest moon, uh, stardew Valley, those types of things yeah. where it is just sometimes comf- you are creating something on your own. Um, you're putting as much effort into it as you want to. And at the end of the day, as long as it made you happy, that's that's it. That's good. There's some catharsis sometimes to tedium. I think there's, that's not always, we think of that as like, well, that's boring. I've done that before, but Mm -hmm. there's something to that. There's something to, there's, there's comfort to the, the repetition, the pattern, you know, the reliability of what you do. There's something soothing there, I think. And it's not like they don't, they change it somewhat. I mean, it's not, they always, they're always adding new features. Um, And I I have heard, I think this is probably an overstatement. I have heard, because none of us have gotten that far in New Horizons, but I've heard it's, I've heard it called the Breath of the Wild of Animal Crossing because of the fact that, I mean, eventually, apparently, if you go through it and you work up to a certain degree of, you know, you do enough things, you can unlock the ability to redesign the island, terraform it. Uh, it becomes almost Minecraft, apparently, in a way. Oh. Um, that I haven't, I haven't gotten there yet, and I think it, you know, by design, you don't get there for a while. But apparently that is on the, no pun intended, horizon uh, for that game. So I've heard it, it's probably, to call it the Breath of the Wild is probably an overstatement. Maybe it's the, you know, Twilight Princess, but 
It's still, they're adding a little, well, no, because that implies it's horrible, like Twilight Princesses. Not cool. But, um, <laughs> Not cool, Christian. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's still, going. you know, I guess it's the I'm Wind Waker. It's the, their islands, it's the Wind Waker. Of, okay. Uh, but it's, yeah, they're adding a little bit incrementally, but they're not radically changing the game. But I think that's okay. There's less Animal Crossing games than there are Zelda games. So Zelda was time. Doesn't feel quite like time for Animal Crossing to, I don't mm-hmm. know, become a RPG. Like it, it sort of is what it is. Do You brought up um, Minecraft. Do you think that's a better comparison for the game? Uh, yeah, I mean, theoretically, I haven't gotten okay. to that part of it yet, but oh, I okay. think I think that is what they're, you know, a lot of games, Harvest Moon games have sort of tried to become Minecraft. I think a lot of games are doing that now because mm-hmm. obviously it's the biggest thing. On, it's the biggest video game ever um, now somehow. It's the best-selling like franchise media entity of all time. Fortnite's uh, catching up. Get Fortnite's that. catching up. Fortnite might get there. Um, but uh, which is so, both both are games I've never played in my life. Right. Um, but it, it, they do seem to be trying to capture that, that ca- that spirit of we can do anything and we're all of our friends are coming together and we're all online and we're all going to build w- weird worlds together. I think they're trying to do their version of that. Okay. When I was when I was thinking of this, I kept on thinking, you know, what what came first? It's kind of a chicken or egg question. But when I look at the timeline of Animal Crossing, it really is like it sets these franchises we're talking about in motion. It was, you know, one of those first ones with with an open world design. I'm thinking about the the soundscapes of it, uh, the dialogue in it, kind of setting like uh, Dragon Quest builders, you know, mm. on a path. There there are so many things where I think I think it originally came from Animal Crossing. Hmm. Uh, so it's kind of weird that now we reference the new game back against something that probably was created based on the original animal crossing game. You know, it's just all very convoluted. Right. Um, so before we talk about new horizons, I would like to touch on new leaf, uh, because I know, uh, new leaf is kind of like, um, fire emblem awakening. Like it came out on the three DS it sold gangbusters. So many people I knew had um, uh, New Leaf. I think it really brought a lot of people on board to the franchise, the same way Fire Emblem Awakening did. Uh, and it sold extraordinarily well. And people really talk about New Leaf in high praise. And it's usually the one I hear cited as the best. Um, what did New Leaf do so well? Yeah, I think it is very much that idea that, you know, Animal Crossing, when it came out in 2001, it was limited by the technology of its time. Um, You know, they had the connectivity aspects with the Game Boy Advance and all that kind of stuff that you could do. And you could, you know, take out memory cards and switch them and then visit your friend's town. But that's cumbersome. And, you know, all the things they tried to do, whether it's Four Swords or, um, you know, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, all the things that the Game Boy, um, the GameCube tried to do where it tried to add this interconnectivity just didn't work that great because it was annoying to have to do it that way. Mm. Uh, What they were waiting for was Wi-Fi. Once you have Wi-Fi, you can do it easily. Um, And I think New Leaf was the first game that came out when you had Wi-Fi and it was on a mobile system. So you're always on the go. So Street Pass was a thing. You Mm. could visit people's towns just by, you know, because you're riding the same train as them. Um, so that aspect of it, that, you know, bringing it into that kind of more technological internet age, I think 
is really allowed it to do the kinds of things that it always wanted to do, but wasn't able to do that well. So I think that's maybe the big part. Uh, and then it is this fact, this little change where you're the mayor of the town in New Leaf. And what that means, I mean, day to day, that doesn't change the gameplay that much. But what it does allow you to do is set the course of the town a little bit more. The town starts out smaller, less developed, and you get to decide what you want to build, where you want to build it, when you want to build it. And it gives you a little bit more customization than the original had. It's incremental. But I think even that little change really kind of changes things. Hmm. Yeah, the uh, I would say about the customization at the end, too, <laughs> what surprised me so much when I logged in this morning was my character. I mean, he looked like um, he looked like Jason. He had he had a hockey mask on. He had crazy hair. And then I went into my house and it was this beautiful place full of all sorts of instruments and there were weird like masks on the wall. I was very impressed with me five years ago. Um, <laughs> and I just don't even recall collecting those things at the time. It was a pretty badass house. <laughs> it sounds, it sounds like new leaf at, introduces a little bit of like Sim city into the equation. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, okay. Sim City's great. <laughs> yeah. <I love> it. <laughs> um, so let's move into new horizons. So let's talk about New Horizons, which released just a few days ago, has been getting really good previews. Um, Christian, you mentioned potentially it's the Breath of the Wild of the series. I've heard, um, it, I've heard it said. I, I have also heard same rumors uh, in the previews for this game, which is great. Um, which just, God, Nintendo Switch, you guys, like, I'll argue that has the best Smash, the best Open Mario, and the best Zelda. Yeah. So maybe, uh, a, yeah, you know? I mean, I think that's um, fair. So you both have played the game, you know, you've had time with it. Um, I know it's a big game and, and whatnot, but what are your kind of cursory thoughts? And Justin, I, I'd love to start with you on that if you have them. Sure, sure. Um, gosh, it's like such a return. It's It's incredible i love i love an island setting i love uh, uh i'll tell you what i don't love is a slow introduction because there are like like the first day you play it all you can do is get through this tutorial and then you can't you can't proceed to anything else until the next day oh. so um it, it, what's kind of what's kind of weird is you could often i'm i'm diving into a sidebar but we're gonna go there because it has to happen um you you often see people changing the time, the internal clock on their system hmm. to proceed to the next day, to move on, to do some other things. Um, they still allow it. You could still disconnect from the internet, you know, change your switch date to tomorrow or to December and fulfill some new activities, get some new things. Um, but I, I feel very uh, limited because i just want to plow through this thing but there are some definite you know progress limits they have in it but what i've seen so far is fantastic yeah i i will agree and I, that's the maybe the one criticism i've heard thrown at it is that it's a very slow beginning 
Um, which they all probably are, but this seems maybe a little bit more so because there's, you know, there's like just these little hurdles where, for instance, I'm trying to bring all these, uh, I'm, I'm currently at a place where Tom Nook has tasked me with building three houses for new villagers that are moving in. And I also need to collect this, you know, like each house, they're like, well, this person needs to have these six pieces of furniture. So you also need to get them. And I'm like, great. Um, so I go to the toolbox to build them. And that's kind of a new thing, all this kind of crafting and building that you're doing. And it's like, okay, well, I need, you know, 50 iron nuggets in order to be able to build some of these things. And there's a finite number of iron nuggets I can get in any one day. So I go to every rock and I hit it and I collect my nuggets and I can't get any more. There's no way. So I'm done. I can't, this little task that should only take five minutes, I'm stuck because I can't get any more iron nuggets until the next day. That kind of thing is a little annoying. If I, if I need to grind for parts, fine, but I should be able to keep grinding and keep grinding until I get them. That's the only complaint I have. Uh, other than that, it's great. I thought the other games had that same restriction. Like you could only do so much in a day. Like I thought there was like kind of a living clock to the world. That may be true, and maybe I just, maybe my patience was a little better back then. Uh, mm. I don't know. Uh, but it felt a little, I, I think it was a little less, it was a little bit more open in the beginning, where if I can't do this, I felt like I could still do something else. Um, and that's like, okay, that's fine. I can get to that later. Um, whereas this is very much like, I want this so that I can unlock this. There's, main, there's a main track uh, that they have you on in the beginning, um, that just feels like it's a little slower than it needs to be. Mm. Uh, I hear once you get past that, and that's maybe the first week or so, uh, it really opens up and then it's great. But in the meantime, I feel like Link shepherding all those goats. The goats, uh, yeah. In Twilight mm -hmm. Princess. Right, uh, right. The worst <laughs> Zelda game. Uh, just, or like or like doing the flying challenges in Skyward Sword. Also yeah. not a great part you know. of that. Yeah. Find your loft wing link. You gotta learn to fly. Um, so, has anything jumped out about New Horizons aside from like any major positives about the game thus far? Or is it just too early to tell? Um, I really I, I, go ahead, Justin. Uh, uh, I'll just pop in here quickly because my sister got it as well, and mm. I want to mention the the multiplayer, the visiting each other kind of aspect oh, of yeah. it. Oh. Um, it was one of the cooler visits I've ever had where she in real time visited my island. I could see how she had customized her character. Um, it was nearly real time chatting back and forth. You know, if you, if you have the handheld switch in your hand, there's a keyboard setup that just allows you to, you know, like you're texting, type oh. each other. Um, and unfortunately it wasn't until today that I was introduced to kind of like emotions that, that that sounds weird out of context, but um, your character can emote in certain ways and you can unlock different emotions. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to the kind of the the neighborhood community aspect of that with other players. Cool. And there's also, I think for the first time, there's local co-op as well. So my fiance who lives with me, she started a house in this my same town on our same switch. Um, and not only can we both take turns playing, which you could do from the beginning, from the first game, uh, but we can both go in the same 
game at the same time and both be moving around and doing our things and collecting stuff for ourselves and we can play that together. Um, so that's also a cool new feature that they'd never done before. A little, you know, Mario 3D World-esque. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool. Um, I think, um, you know, there's this new, this new feature where you can go to different, you can go to everybody else's island, your friends that you know, you can do that. Um, but you can also go to these, they, there's an airport for the first time. that they, they'll, There's these uh, dodo birds, Orville, Orville and Wilbur, and they'll fly you to different islands. And they can fly you to a mystery island. And then, it, you know, anytime you do run out of supplies or you just, you, you're bored, you don't have anything else to do, you can go to this brand new mystery island. They'll have all these exotic fruits and all these exotic fish. And so you just buy a ticket to that. It costs some money. Uh, but then you can go there and you can fish and you can collect to your heart's content. That's really cool. So it gives you an opportunity to whatever, you know, you have your own fruit on your island. Like my native fruit is oranges. So nothing else but oranges fruit-wise grows on my island. So if I want other fruit, which sell more uh, on my island, I have to go other places to get them. So you can go to your friend who has cherries or whatever, or you can go to this new island, collect all these new things you don't have native to your own island, bring them over there, plant them. Now they'll grow on your island. So that ability to, you know, that ability to explore outside the confines of just going to your friend's place is also really cool. That is cool. Um, some people are massively obsessed with this, the like version of men maxers of Animal Crossing. Um, they will restart the game for three hours just to get the combination of cherries as the fruit and their airport is the color yellow. It's ridiculous. I cannot, I cannot conceive it. <laughs> that is a level of dedication and 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 like minutia that, I, I to be fair, I've probably done something like that in another video game. So <laughs> yes, I, I, I can't way yeah. past that at any stretch. I believe um, that's why they introduce terraforming, though. They are they do listen to their audience. They're like, oh my god, please don't sit here and reset your island for three hours so you get the perfect layout that you want. We'll let you do that yourself. That's cool. So it, it's kind of an exciting addition for the, those people who do that. So, Maybe I did that a bit. <laughs> what do you hope, and this could apply to New Horizons, but is there something you hope they introduce either in New Horizons or in a future game um, something for the series that maybe you've always wanted to see or, or an evolution that you think it needs? And again, New Horizons is pretty new, so maybe what you're about to tell me is there and we just don't know it. Um, but is there anything looking forward for the series that you, you would hope that they do? Um, I, you know, I, the, 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 I remember when I originally got animal crossing and, it, and this is going to sound, um, uh, gross. Um, so preface that that's exciting. Um, but, uh, good I sell, always, Christian, good sell. <laughs> So when I really, when I was, especially when I was 12, I really liked this dating sim aspect of Harvest Moon. I thought that was really fun. You, you know, you choose like, oh, I like this one. And then like, oh, she really likes grapes. I got to collect a bunch of grapes and give it to her and she'll date me. Animal Crossing doesn't have that, which makes sense. You're a human, but everybody else is animals. Um, is, so, are there no relations, relationships in the game? Like you can't there are give, no, I mean, you befriend, you're sort of, everybody's your friend, oh, okay. um, but you don't like, you don't get to a place where like, aha, I befriended them. And then now that unlocks a friendship quest. Like you, you might see in a lot of other games. 
Or um, like your I, children come from the future. A yeah, la or you're, exactly. And then they can join you in battle. Um, yeah, so there's not that aspect of it. I love that aspect of it. Maybe you don't have to make it dating because you don't need to show a human dating a lion. But uh, just something, you know, something where you can, where there's a little bit more not everybody's your friend, but you got to befriend people. And that when you do befriend people, maybe that unlocks a different aspect to that relationship and maybe a, a different quest or sub, you know, subplot type thing. I mean, subplot mm-hmm. for Animal Crossing is a little silly, but something like that would be something I think would be cool. Okay. Justin, what about you? Uh, that, that was a tough question. So I had to think about what do I love most about it? And the the one one of the aspects that they have not touched at all is that there is always a museum. There is always an owl named Blathers who collects anything you any animal you get. So any any bug you pick up, any fish you catch. Um, we haven't mentioned yet. You can dig up fossils. You have shovels, a very important tool. Um, and so he can assess those fossils and say, oh, my God, that's a T-Rex skull. Uh, please give that to my museum. And then if he already has one, he'll say, hey, here's it back. You can sell it for $10,000, which is a nice, nice aspect, too. But what what is what I can't shake is my memory of the first one on the GameCube, which is. There's a, there's a very simple musical theme to the museum. And then as you go into different exhibits, as you kind of listen to your echoing foot, footsteps, it shifts a little bit. So it might be more of a tribal sound when you're, when you're visiting the fossils and all the dinosaurs. You kind of have more of an ethereal deep water sound when you're in the aquarium. And I just would love to see that developed even further. They have they have a really kick-ass museum in the in New Horizons. They do. It's really where cool. I'm just like I walk through it and my mind is blown. I'm like I want to go to this place in real life. It reminds me of real museums in in the Chicago area, of course. Um, I, I just can't believe how they developed it. I I want to go even further there somehow. It's a good time. So here's your million dollar question. Um, so if I'm somebody who's never played Animal Crossing, and surprise I am, uh, where would you suggest I start? Or uh, if you think Animal Crossing is not my cup of tea, is there another series you would point me to, like Stardew Valley or, you know, Harvest Moon or whatnot, you know? So kind of a two-parter question. I think it's very much, it's not, it, the game is not for everyone. Um, mm-hmm. If you know, do, I mean, just to use you specifically, um, have you played games like Harvest Moon or Stardew Valley? Have you played any of those? I have not. I've played um, like SimCity. I was a big fan of. Okay. I, I really liked SimAnt for some reason. I loved okay. SimAnt, Civilization. Um, but I'm not going to lie. Like, I really thought I would like Pokemon and um, I got Pokemon Moon and I just... It was weird. It it wasn't bad. Like I was like, oh, I totally get why people love this game. It's just not for me. Um, Yeah, and that happened. I mean, I know for me, even as as a kid, I loved Pokemon, and I I tried to get back into it. And you know, these new ones that came out on Switch, I've I've outgrown it. I just don't. I don't have that kind of time and energy anymore. So those kind of your interests shift. I mean, that there's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with if you don't like it, you don't like it. I would say. You know, it has it has boatloads of that kind of Nintendo charm that I know you do like. Um, so I would say if that, if you think there's something to, you know, a Sims-esque game that has 
you know, that kind of Nintendo sense of humor and quirkiness. That might be enough to give it a try. But, I mean, it's, you know, if what we're describing is is truly not for you, I mean, don't, I would say don't waste your time. And and if I'm curious of dipping my toe in the pond, where would you, which game would you say? I'd say no reason not to start with New Horizons. I mean, mm. it, that's what the current, you know, you know, national conversation is. Uh, mm. It's on the Switch, so, you know, it's a, an easy way to play it. It's going to have all the features the other games had, but more so. Um, I, I would say before this game came out, New Leaf, but you could dig out your 3DS or you can just play the Switch you're using, you know, you're mm-hmm. using. And that way everybody else is playing it at the same time. And, and that's a lot of the game. So I think mm. that'll add a new aspect to it. Nobody's playing, you know, New Leaf much anymore. Okay. Chris, I don't, you might, you know, you have this device in front of you. There is a mobile app of the Pocket Camp which is nothing like the real game at all. It was like an incredible disappointment to me. But there, I feel like there is something to be introduced to the style of humor, um, the puns they have, the cleverness of it. it it's, it's all there um, that if you would play, you know, a mobile app for a few days and be like, oh, that's, I could see how that's kind of interesting, then dive into, you know, mm-hmm. one of the, the actual video games uh, might might be a way might be a way in yeah yeah it's it's weird because like new horizons does look very interesting to me um as much as new leaf did uh just in this time of pandemic new leaf is you know economically a much easier choice because it's super cheap sure uh and obviously new horizons is um you know, a new full price game. So I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. But a lot of people talk about Stardew Valley. So Stardew Valley is great too. I have no idea. There was also some other like, like kind of like Stardew Valley game, but it was more um, like JRPG ish. Um, like you, I don't know. It was weird. Like you battled monsters, oh, but there was a oh, dating. Uh, or something. I saw that. I looked that up. Yeah. 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 It's, um, you know oh, what I'm shoot. thinking of? It's by the makers of Harvest Moon. Yeah. It's, it's right on the tip of my tongue, and I'm oh, forgetting the name gosh, of it. What is that? Um, Rune Factory. Rune Factory. Yes. That's it. That's it. And that's, yeah, that's made by the makers of Harvest Moon. I think the original one was even marketed as a, a you know, a fantasy RPG Harvest Moon. Hmm. So it's very much in that, you know, that same family. I've, I've never played one of those, but uh, I'm sure they're great. Yeah, it's really weird. You know, I I, I did not think, I, I've never got into Minecraft. I didn't, you know, I, I, I played a little bit of it and I just couldn't get into it. But I sure as hell got into Dragon Quest Builders. I was going to say that. You better. You better. Absolutely. That's one of my favorite games of all time. Both of them. It's so good. And um, I mean, part of it is Dragon Quest. I just love Dragon Quest. Uh, So somehow it just that combination really worked for me. Um, So I don't know. I don't know. Animal Crossing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I got to figure that out. I got to figure it out. Um, But these are all fantastic recommendations and insights so yeah yeah i would say if you're still using your 3ds a lot like if that's something that like i'd have to find mine but if you're you know where it is you still play it yeah mm-hmm. it's 19 dollars. get yourself new leaf maybe and and try and there because it's really it. good i mean that's yeah that might be a way to start um so we're over the hour mark and i think uh I have to put my daughter to bed soon. Sure. So um, real quick, just any kind of final thoughts or summation here at the end of the show about Animal Crossing? Any Anything we didn't touch on that you want to just give a quick shout out to or whatnot? Uh, I, I want to 
I, I do want to at least mention, I think there's something, there's something more that's going to be in this one. There's some crossover, something I was listening to a radio and I swear I heard E. Gad's voice, you know, that like squeaky mm-hmm. little one mm-hmm. from, I swear I heard that. So I think there's, there's more coming. There's more crossover coming somewhere. You think we already, we already know. Like DLC of some type? Yeah. But they have mentioned that they're trying to tie some things to DLC rather than the clock. So we'll, okay. we'll see. That'll be exciting. I, I hope <laughs> Luigi come busts in to start busting ghosts. I would be all be cool. all for that. Very uh, cool. I, I do also want to mention, just because I just found an article, um, look up uh, Brie Larson did an article for Elle today, and oh. it's only about Animal Crossing and how the reporter came to her island for the interview. <laughs> I... I <laughs> I that's fantastic. I saw there was a tweet by Brie Larson about like oh, how excited she was and like she had the Animal Crossing shirt and she had I'm not gonna lie like she had the 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 Animal the Crossing Joy-Con yeah. the Switch like yeah. those that kind of pastel blues and green. See, and I, I was knew like, she oh. was cool. I knew I liked her and now I, like, I know why. That's she's an Animal Crossing fan. That's excellent. Those, those Joy Cons look really good. I really do. Oh. <laughs> um, awesome, gentlemen. Well. Let's bring our bring this Animal Crossing discussion to a close. Um, real quick, uh, where can people find you if they want to touch base with you about Animal Crossing? I I don't imagine we would have any jerks listening to this episode about Animal Crossing. Uh, I don't think anyone would be like, hey, I want to send you hate mail about Animal Crossing, but, you know, it's the internet. Who knows? Um, but is there any place or, uh, you know, things that you're working on if you want to promote those um christian i'll start with you where can people touch base with you or sure uh yeah so i'm on twitter at masonic i don't tweet hardly at all but if you want to tweet me or send me a message about animal crossing or whatever uh i will get i will get back to you uh in terms of things to plug uh this is down the line but um i have um the world premiere of uh my uh full-length play that i wrote is going to be coming out um, next year in Columbus, Ohio, uh, if you happen to uh, live there, um, or just, you know, come on out. Um, it's really exciting to me. This is my first, like, real, like, a big theatrical, you know, theater is, is doing it. Very exciting. Uh, it's called Mad Lab Theater. So I have that coming out, but that's not until 2021. Hopefully that doesn't get uh, canceled like every other piece of theater has. Uh, <sighs> But I think I'm good. I think that's far enough away. So that's the one big thing I want to promote. Um, Otherwise, I'm around Chicago, not out on the streets right now, but uh, for a little while longer, then I'll be in New York. So come come say hello to me. I have brown hair. (laughs) That's how you'll know it's me. Come visit your come visit your your village. That's what people need to know. (laughs) Yes. Um, Justin, what about you? Uh, A quick insert, though. I want to say, don't post what your island is because there's like a 20 minute cutscene, and I hear these like horror stories of somebody visiting it, visiting an island and then they can't leave because all these other people are visiting it at the same time. So do not oh. post that anywhere. Okay. That's private information. All right. Well, or among friends, friends and family only. <laughs> oh, um, with that disclaimer, um, I, I'm not on any social media except for Instagram. So I guess, you know, maybe add me as a friend. I'm at, uh, J-A-Y-J-A-Y-A-C-H, which is J-J-H kind of spelled out phonetically in a way. It's, it sounds like an Animal Crossing character. It does. I wish I'd used it now that I say it out loud. <laughs> Shoot. I always use the name Leopold for some reason. I That's don't know fantastic. why. 
Um, <laughs> awesome, gentlemen. Uh, I, uh, I'm your host, Chris Bashan. Uh, we've had quite a few topics over this past year. We actually just had a Breath of the Wild podcast, which was really fantastic. It was kind of a heavy hitter that started our year off. Um, we just did a uh, Clone Wars and Rebels podcast, if you're a Star Wars fan. And later this year, we'll be doing the prequels. We're going to finally discuss the Star Wars prequels and see if we can find anything. You know, we're going to really stay positive about it and see if we can really find like what the prequels do well. So that should be interesting. Um, and a couple other interesting topics down the line. Dragon Quest is coming up, which will be a really fantastic discussion. So, um, But yeah, gentlemen, thank you so much for jumping on about Animal Crossing. Happy to be here. This, this kind of came together pretty quickly, and I'm kind of happy that we did it because it's one of those franchises that really has a strong following and a love. So, you know, like to chat about it. Awesome. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, protests, or topic suggestions, you can email them at nerdoutcastpodcast at gmail.com. And that is it. I have been your host, Chris Bashan, and joining me for our Animal Crossing discussion have been Christian Masonic and Justin Harner. Thank you, and have a good night. <laughs>